Happy Thursday, everybody. Good morning. I, it's I, Andrew DeVito, the mistress of pop culture, here once again to deliver five fabulous stories for you guys. Sometimes I have six, sometimes I have seven, sometimes I have only have three stories, but today I have five stellar stories. Um, and I'm really excited to talk about it because the first one is about literally my favorite actress of all time, which, you know, if you know, you know, and if you're not, then, well, I will tell you in a moment who that is and why I'm so excited to report this story about them. I'm not going to reveal a gender because then it will give it away. It might be very telling. But before that, I have a few things I want to chit and chat about. First and foremost, um, I hope you're all having a fabulous week. It's Thursday, which means tomorrow's Friday, which means it's on the freaking weekend, which is just delightful. And I love the weekend because it's two days off, although it's not going to really be off for me because I am going out of town. Um, so I'm going to be on vacay, which is, you know, really nice. But on vacay, I feel like I'm more active than I am my day-to-day life because I pretty much work from home like everybody else doesn't only. I'm like a real homebody, so it's really relaxing. So like my weeks are like my weekends. I have five days of weekend and then the weekend comes in. It's like my week because I'm doing things. I'm out all day. I'm like running around. I'm going to the beach. I'm seeing people. Which is, like, so exhausting. But, you know, there could be worse problems to be had. Second of all, I was racking my brain after I after yesterday's episode, which was fabulous because it was all about Kylie and her pregnancy. Because um, I was like, there's something I have to talk about and I can't remember what it was. And then I remembered it, of course, when I finished, naturally. And I didn't want to go back and edit and add in and add in. Because uh, it would have messed up my timing and I would have had to go back and edit it in. It's just, like, it's a lot of work to do that. Anyways, I'll say all that to say. So I've been talking about recently, I've been watching my icon, my child icon, Christy Carlson Romano from the Disney Channel, play Ren Stevens and even Stevens with Shia LaBeouf. I've been watching her very good YouTube series where she does these like walking interviews, pretty much spilling the tea about everything behind the scenes of like the entertainment industry. Um, and she did a video yesterday that came out that was so good. And it was the, the title of the video is how Katy Perry stole my record deal. So essentially what she was saying was after even Stevens ended, she went to New York to perform on Broadway. She was Belle in Beauty and the Beast. I mean, I, I didn't get to see her live, which I wish I did. I'm kicking myself that I didn't get to see her in her run, but I've seen videos and she's so good in it. Amazing. She's, she's great pipes. I mean, she's forever, for, to me, she's going to forever be known as We Went to the Moon in 1969, Queen and Six Period Girl. And if you know what that means, then you know. And if not, then I highly suggest you go to Disney Plus and you watch the episode of Even Stevenson, um, season two called Influenza. It's a musical episode. It's iconic. It's so good. It was groundbreaking. Anyways, she talks about how before Katy Perry was like Katy Perry, she was just, you know, a sort of a, uh, you know, what do you call it? a gorilla singer, um, you know, really trying to make her way in the music industry. It was before she, you know, had her hits. And Christy Carlson was like, I was direct competition with her, which was so crazy. And um, I was just like, whoa. So anyways, it was like really fabulous news. Uh, I mean, it was fabulous. I mean, it was fabulous news, but it was like a really... Um, it was just like spilling the tea about a lot of things. And it's, there's a 10-minute video on YouTube. I can't really talk about it all because it's a really long story. But you have to go on YouTube and watch it. She's awesome. She's a gem. And I love that she's literally spilling the tea. And she's so open and vulnerable in these videos. And she's like really cool. She's engaging with her fans. Her fans ask her questions in the comment section. And she responds. And like she always is asking, what do you guys want to hear about? And she does it. Like she's literally one with the fans, which I think is the, the true sign of a really good... Um, uh, person who uses their big major platform for you know, good. Well, the third thing I wanted to talk about, and this isn't a story because I, like, really didn't want it to be a story because I don't want to give, like, uh, much attention to all this. But anyways, one of my favorite Instagrammers of all time is... Sorry, my thing is being weird. Okay, one of my favorite Instagrammers of all time is Evan Ross Katz. He's a writer, fashion columnist. He's a really, really good Instagram. He posts... He's, like... He's one of those people that just, like, posts captures like the feelings of what's like really in the zeitgeist of pop culture 
He's, he's so funny. He's fabulous. He's a really great podcaster. He's on Watch What Happens Live sometimes. He's great. Love him. Anyways, he posted this photo today. I was like literally cackling. He posted this morning, and it's a photo of Matt Damon looking really tan and looking like, you know, I don't want to be rude or anything. This isn't like whatever, but he looks kind of like feminine. Like he looks like a queen. Um, and his caption, because he looks, he's very bronzed up. He definitely looks like he had fillers under his face. And he just looks like he's like trying to get in touch with his feminine side. There's a point, and there's, I'm going somewhere with this. Anyways, his caption, Evan's caption is, it's giving me Shane from White Lotus vibes. Here's retired F-slur user, Matt Damon for GQ, lens by Lachlan Bailey. Okay, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Matt Damon idiotically opened up to the fact that he was a user of a derogatory term for gays that begins with an F, you know, and that he very recently stopped using it because his daughter told him how offensive it was and how it was just wrong. And also, nobody uses that. And so now it's like his PR team is doing major damage control and having him do photo shoots or profiles where he's looking like he's in touch with his feminine side, he's tanned up, and he's essentially looking like a gay. Like he's trying to, I, I, it's like, it's all smoke and clouds, but like the true people and the comments in, in Evan's comment section, people are like wreaking havoc and really, really like calling him out on his shit. It's genius. I love it. Again, I'm just saying this because I, I was literally cackling when I saw this. Matt Damon, who's literally as white as like Elmer's glue, who's pasty looking. And actually, before I make my comment, I'm going to say I do have a soft spot for him because he is in my favorite franchise ever, which is Ocean's 11, 12, um, and 13. He played Lionel or Linus. He was really good. Um, his acting was good. And I mean, I really watched those movies for Julia Roberts and then in the second one, Catherine Zeta-Jones, and then in the third one, Ellen Barkin, who's one of my favorite actresses. But he's in that franchise, and I really like it. And he's a Bostonian, and I always have a soft spot for people who are from the same place I'm from. It's just like, it's the most idiotic thing I've ever seen. It's like, he's just trying to prove that, like, he, he's not homophobic. And it's like, whoever his pub- publicists are, I just think that it's almost offensive. And it, it, I, I would assume these are not gay men who are doing this, because they probably know that this is totally idiotic to do. But also, like I said, Evan's caption is giving me Shane from White Lotus vibes. If you've seen White Lotus, I mean, Shane was one of the best. The actor was really good. The character was awful. But if you know that character, it's like, it's so, it's so in tune with like what he's trying to do. Anyways, uh, I guess he's being profiled and I guess his PR team's doing damage control, which is like, whatever. Okay. And the fourth thing I want to talk about before I get into our first story of the day, which is crazy, because these aren't stories, these are just things I wanted to talk about. A trailer came out for the Netflix, a teaser, a teaser trailer, excuse me, came out for the Netflix film Don't Look Up, which looks incredible. Uh, it's about two low-level astronomers that must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth, which is probably a metaphor for global warming and whatnot, because let me read you the cast list. Jennifer Lawrence, who our first story is about, Leonardo DiCaprio, Ariana Grande, Timothy Chalamet, Chris Evans, Jonah Hill, Hamish Patel, Meryl Streep, Queen Meryl Streep, Cate Blanchett, Kid Cudi, Matthew Perry, um, Tyler Perry, iconic, Melanie Linsky, who is in one of my favorite movies of all time, um, Ever After, with Drew Barrymore, she plays the nice stepsister, Um, and just a slew of icons, many, many other actors, but... It literally looks... Oh my god, there's somebody I know who's in this? What? Okay, I'm not even gonna... Whoa! Okay, anyways, the trailer's so great. It just came out. Meryl Streep is the president, and she has this long, beautiful hair, and I think she's playing, like, a, a, 
mock it's like an amalgamation of like all these idiotic world leaders who are just who who like people who who are in the position where people blow steam up their ass for numbers and stuff it was very like trumpian and i think it's a play on that but it, i don't know if the film's a comedy i don't know if it's a drama a dramedy it looks really really great and jennifer looks incredible and i'm really excited to watch jennifer back on our screens because she's one of my favorites and of course leonardo iconic um, weirdly though, Leonardo, my favorite movie of his is not Titanic. My favorite movie of Leonardo DiCaprio's is actually Inception. He's so good in that movie. Um, and of course I was like in love with him when he was in Growing Pains as the Seavers, like stowaway, they took him in or whatever. He was like iconic in that. I was like in love with him then. But that was like before he like, who was, who he is. Who, I mean, he was a teen heartthrob. Him and Tobey Maguire were like besties too, which I love Tobey Maguire. Um, but I'm really excited to see him in a film with Ariana Grande, like, that's iconic. And there's a photo of Ariana Grande in the film, and she's sitting next to Kid Cudi, which I'm really excited about, so it was iconic. But those are, like, that's, like, what's going on. And now, actually, to our stories, and, you know, which is why I wanted to talk about Don't Look Up as my fourth sort of, like, pre-whatever to our stories, because our first story of the day has to do with the queen herself, Miss Jennifer Lawrence. E! News, TMZ, and all the outlets have been reporting Jennifer Lawrence, pregnant, expecting her first baby with her husband, her gorgeous husband, Cook Maroney. Okay, Jennifer Lawrence is an icon. For me, she will always be Katniss Everdeen, and then she'll always be Mystique from X-Men. And then she was in that really great movie, Passengers, and then she was in um, Hustlers, she was in Silver Linings Playbook. She's like, she's basically a Meryl Streep-y type gal. Like, she's an icon, she's a really, really good actress, and she's, her interview, she's just really cool. But to me, she's always, you know, in forever more going to be Katniss Everdeen. But anyways, I guess she's got a butt in the oven, which is really exciting. Jennifer Lawrence is going to be a mum. The 31-year-old star of The Hunger Games is expecting her first child with husband Cook Maroney, the actress's representative confirmed to people on Wednesday, September 8th. Jennifer has previously made it clear she would love to start a family, telling Diane Sawyer, excuse me, in 2015, quote, I definitely want to be a mother. The next year, she shared with Glamour, Imagine I'll have children, and then my whole life will just seem complete. Jennifer and Cook tied the knot at a Rhode Island wedding ceremony in October 2019. During an appearance on a podcast in October 2020, the Oscar-winning actress said her one wedding regret involves her bachelorette party. Quote, I had a major sleepover at my apartment, but I will say I regret not planning a big one. She said, my friend was getting married close to me, and I went to her bachelorette, and then... We ended up, typical Leo, we called it my bachelorette. Jennifer's a Leo, too, that's right. She is, by the way, fun fact about Jennifer Lawrence. Um, I think she shares a birthday. She's a Leo, like me. Oh, she's August 15th, and Kylie Jenner's August 10th. Okay, well, anyways. Um, this isn't, uh, yeah, where I was going with that, I don't know. Oh, and the article goes on to discuss how her trailer was released for um, Don't Look Up. But yeah, well, let me see, actually. I know TMZ posted something about this. Let me see if there's a statement from her rep on TMZ. Um, let's see. Uh, rep for the actress tells TMZ the actress is pregnant, though it's currently unclear when she's due or if she's going to have a boy or girl. The 31-year-old and her art dealer, husband, Cook Maroney, have been spotted around NYC in recent weeks, sparking pregnancy rumors. Um, yeah, yeah, basically the same thing. Like, whatever. Really exciting for Jennifer. Um, what I, what I love about her, aside from her, like, incredible skills as an actor and a performer, is the fact that none of her wedding photos have leaked. There's, like, paparazzi photos of, like, Mary-Kate Olsen, Kris Jenner, Nicole Richie, Cameron Diaz, uh... Um, someone else. Like, a bunch of celebrities arriving to her wedding looking fabulous and bonus. Sienna Miller, not, yet not one photo of, like, the actual ceremony has been leaked. Leaked. Released. Oh, that's a good way. Released. Get it? Released. Leaked. It's like um, one word. Um, but this is really exciting for her, and she looks iconic in this movie, and her husband's so handsome, and I can imagine, like, how cute her babies are going to be. So, um, congratulations to Jennifer Schrader-Lawrence. Um, 
And this is just an exciting time to be here. She has a film coming out. She's gorgeous. And she has a bebe in the oven. Gosh, this is like, there's baby fever because, of course, Kylie Jenner announced her pregnancy. One of my favorite podcasters ever from the show The Morning Toast, Jackie Oshry, announced her pregnancy last week or so. Love her. And um, our second story of the day also has to do with another pregnancy of another precious, iconic woman. And that is, of course, the one and only Morgan Stewart, who you guys might know from Richards of Beverly Hills, but she is one of the hosts of e- Daily Pop on E!, and she's married to Dr. Phil's son, who is so handsome. And Morgan is like a great personality on Instagram. And she's funny. She's talented. She's great. She's cool. And uh, she's pregnant with her second baby only seven months after she had her first, which is amazing. Um, this is obviously from E, home of Morgan Stewart, of course. E's Morgan Stewart is about to have a mini-me. After welcoming daughter Roe in February 2021, the Daily Pop and Nightly Pop co-host announced today, well, yesterday, that's uh, Wednesday for you guys, um, that she's expecting baby number two with husband Jordan McGraw. Quote, we are so thrilled. Morgan tells E! News exclusively, we can't wait for Roe to become a big sis. Morgan shared the news during this morning's, yesterday morning's Daily Pop, shocking fellow co-host Justin Sylvester after discussing the Olivia Munn and John Mulroney surprise pregnancy announcement. Quote, you know who else is pregnant? Me, Morgan said with a smile. I can't hide it, you guys. I can't hide it anymore. Morgan revealed that she did not tell anyone since finding out she was far along at the end of July. Quote, well, bitch, because I'm pregnant, I'm hiding it. Morgan joked about her similar outfit choices. And yes, the second baby came as a surprise, even to Morgan. Quote, it's Botox and booze after this. I'm done, she quipped. <laughs> yes. Morgan also took to Instagram writing, quote, maybe this baby will look like me with a sweet Instagram pic of Jordan touching her baby bump on Wednesday, September 8th. Morgan has been totally transparent about her birthing journey with Roe, whom she jokes was just like Dad Jordan, who looks just like Dad Jordan, which is really true. Then there's a photo here that is the two, all three of them, and they're twins. The Necessary Realness star also opened up about her thyroid diagnosis following her first pregnancy. Health scares me. Morgan has easily settled into life as a new mom. Quote, I think we were excited and definitely like, how is this going to affect our dynamic and our life? Stuart said during her father-in-law's Dr. Phil podcast, Fill in the Blanks in May. Like, we have our life and we have a baby. Most people with new babies can't separate the two, but we've done a good job, I think, for the most part. This is really exciting for Morgan. Um, I mean, of course, bringing a baby into the world is just so wonderful. And, uh, I mean, Jennifer, Kylie, now Morgan. And then I think, oh, also, um, Jason Kennedy from E! News also announced his wife is expecting a baby, too. So it's like, like baby fever. Like, everybody decided to just have kids at one time. And I understand that because, I guess, during a pandemic, you reassess your 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 values and whatnot and you want to have a family i mean i definitely don't want kids but that's just me um but i totally understand why everyone's doing it it's just like it's like this new fad and it's i mean i think the craziest thing is jennifer lawrence because you know she's she's such a star of course kylie's a star morgan's a star but you know it's just it's like j-law you know having a baby which is crazy so cool um but very happy for morgan and huge congratulations to all the mothers carrying our third story of the day has to do with another, <laughs> more baby news. Some Two people actually who I've never talked about on this podcast, but who I like very, very much, and this story is from Page Six. Alicia Vikander confirms she secretly had a baby with Michael Fassbender. Okay, I'm obsessed with Michael Fassbender because I love X-Men, and he is Magneto, and he's so handsome, and he's so good. Um, he's such a good actor, and she's fabulous, too, and, like, what a, what a beautiful couple. But she's a mom. Alicia Vikander is a mom. The Swedish-born actress, 32, has revealed that she and her husband, Michael Fassbender, 44, welcomed their first child earlier this year. The confirmation comes on the heels of the couple being snapped, pushing a baby's shoulder in Paris in August, and clutching a tot while strolling in Ibiza in Spain earlier this month. Fabulous. Quote, I now have a whole new understanding of life in general. The Tomb Raider star told people in an interview published Wednesday, yesterday, that's pretty 
beautiful and obviously will give a lot to any of my work in the future. The fiercely private actress declined to give any detail on how her life has changed since becoming a mother. Quote, no, I think I'll wait with that one, she says. I'm enjoying finding it out at the moment right now more than anything. The candor met the German-born uh, act, Irish actor on the set of uh, The Light Between Oceans, and they began dating in December 2014. They married in a private ceremony in Ibiza in 2017 and currently live in Lisbon, Portugal. Vikander uh, told Vogue in 2018 that marriage to the X-Men star is blissful. Of course it is, because Michael Bessman is so handsome. I ho- really hope that, because there's a lot of fodder, of course, if you're an MCU nerd, you know that Spider-Man No Way Home is coming out in December, and there's like, you know, a little bit of sp- speculation that some characters from the X-Men world are going to come into this movie or the Doctor Strange movie that's coming out in 2022 and fight Wanda. And I'm really hoping it's Xavier and I'm really hoping it's Magneto because in the comics, we know that Magneto is the father of Jayla. But we'll see about that. Uh, not Jayla, the father of Elizabeth Olsen, Wanda, Maximoff. Sorry, I was thinking of Jennifer Lawrence. But I would also love if Sophie Turner was in the movie because can you imagine um, Elizabeth Olsen, Wanda fighting Ray, um, Jean Grey? Um, Sophie Turner, like, iconic. It would be literally the most iconic thing ever, and I would literally be screaming. Anyways, very exciting news for Alicia Vikander and Michael Fassbender. Love it. Love babies. So, woohoo, woohoo. Okay, next story of the day. A little bit of an update with our queen, Britney Spears, and talking about everything going down with the, um, ooh, I have to adjust my seating because my leg is falling asleep, uh, with the conservatorship. This is from TMZ. Britney Spears, ecstatic her dad wants to end conservatorship, but relationship is still cold as ice. Well, I can only imagine, you know, just not, no small feat to forgive him after, like, taking away her millions. <laughs> I mean, how horrible. Britney Spears is taking her dad at face value. Ooh, excuse me. That he's done, that he's down with ending the conservatorship, and she's beyond happy. Sources directly connected to Britney tell TMZ, she's ecstatic Jamie has filed legal docs, not only asking the judge to terminate the conservatorship, but to do so without another mental evaluation. Britney was adamant about this back in June when she testified in court. Weir, as in TMZ, told she views Jamie's 180 as a total victory and believes public pressure as well as the pressure applied by her lawyer, Matthew Rosengart, are responsible for his about face. Um, that said, uh, TMZ sources tell them, or sources tell TMZ that Britney's view of her dad and their relationship have not changed. She's still extremely angry at him over his role in the conservatorship, of course. Uh, TMZ has also told that Britney wants the issue of the term, wants the issue of termination front and center at the next hearing on September 29th. As TMZ reported, the purpose of that hearing is to discuss Jamie's future in the conservatorship. Britney wants him out and Jamie has already said he'll go. This is, I mean, I can only imagine how happy Brittany is. This is a huge victory for her and her life as a free woman and, you know, the ability for her to make her own decisions and have control over her agency, spend her hard-earned millions and, uh, you know, marry Sam if she wants to marry Sam or have more kids or do whatever she wants to do to be able to live that free life. So this is great and I'm really happy she's happy. And I think most people who are big fans of hers and, you know, in support of the uh, hashtag Free Brittany movement are like literally quaking and just it's a real victory for her so great and of course i'll update you on that september 29th um hearing or whatever it is so yeah okay second to last story of the day wait a second one two three four five oh i guess if oh yeah yeah five the fifth and final story i guess woohoo um oh this is a good one this is from e-news dancing with the stars season 30 cast reveal okay this this cast you guys is epic stunning and really it's like i think maybe the best cast that they have assembled because um some of these people are like really good dancers so um dancing with the stars has revealed the 15 celebrities who all want to be the next mirrorball winner um so the list is here we go uh 
Wait a second. Okay, Jojo Siwa, of course, and Olympian Suni Lee, Brian Austin Green, um, Matt James from The Bachelor, um, Mel C from The Spice Girls, Brian Austin Green, um, oh, Amanda Clutes, who is a, the talk host, but was also married to the late um, Nick Cordero, who Amanda famously documented his tragic, horrifying passing due to COVID, and um, she's going to be on, and I know she used to be a rock cat. Uh, the Miz, who's a WWE superstar. Cody Rigsby, who is a um, Peloton instructor. Really exciting for him. Um, Iman Sh- uh, Shumpert, who's an NBA pro. Ooh. Christine Chu. Okay, this is, the, this is literally my favorite one. Because Christine Chu, I don't know if you guys watch this Netflix show, Bling Empire. Oh my god. It was, it's like the best thing ever. You guys have to watch it. It's essentially like the, most, the wealthiest like, Asian Americans in L.A., and the cast is so good. These people are literally true icons. And Christine Chu is sort of like the Lisa Vanderpump of the show. But she's going to be on it too. Um, somebody named Melora Hardin, who is an actress, who is the star of The Office and The Bold Type. Um, Jimmy Allen, who's a country singer. Love it. Martin Cove uh, from The Karate Kid, an actor. Of course, Queen Jojo Siwa, who's a YouTube star. Another queen and icon, Gone with the Wind herself, Kenya Moore from Real Houses of Atlanta. Oh my god, speaking of Real Houses of Atlanta, there's something I have to talk about before this podcast ends. Suni Lee, of course, Olympian. Olivia J, daughter of um, daughter of Lori Laughlin and Mosimo Giannali, uh, influencer. Um, and then all the pros. Uh, but very exciting, and of course, Queen Tyra Banks herself, America's Next Up Model, will be hosting. Um, and I'm going to watch, because this is an incredible cast. But speaking of Kenya Moore... Nini Leakes posted on Instagram today um, a million stories about, I guess she had a celebration of her late husband, Greg Leakes, at the Lanethia Club. And almost all of the former Real Houses of Atlanta were there. With the exception, I didn't see Cynthia Bailey in any of the photos, but maybe she wasn't, wasn't available. Marlo was there. Uh, Phaedra was there. Kim Zolciak and Croy were there. Um, Kenya Moore was there, which is incredible because famously Nini and Kenya haven't you know gotten along, but Kenya was there, which is so nice. Lisa Wu was there, um, and just other housewives, and it really, it was so touching to see Nini's stories. I think you guys, everybody who's a Housewives fan and, like, a lover of Nini, which I'm sure most Housewives fans are, because Nini's, like, literally the OG. I mean, I know people argue and say Vicky is, but for me, it's Nini, because she's, basically, Nini was my hook to the Housewives, and Sheree Whitfield. But I noticed Sheree wasn't the thing, but maybe she was unavailable, too. But you guys, I'm really happy that it looked wonderful and everybody was in like couture and Louis Vuitton and Chanel and carrying Birkin bags. It was just iconic. It was like literally seeing photos of Joan Rivers' funeral um, when that was in New York City and, you know, everyone looked fabulous and I'm just really happy that all these women came together because, you know, on Housewives people fight and, you know, Nini's had her tips with people, but none of that matters when, you know, the passing of a loved one, especially someone so, so, so iconic as Greg Leakes happens because none of that none of the fighting matters because life is so precious and life is um you know so i'm really happy that everybody came together for her which is so great but yeah so it's, it's a great instagram uh click if you want to check it out so yeah well those are five stories i think they're all pretty good ones as, as well as my big uh intro with everything else i was thinking about um to get you through your thursday i hope you'll have a fabulous thursday thursday so go out and have cocktails tonight if you're not a drinker then well i don't know you do you girl or you can be like me and get in bed and watch harry potter which is probably what i'm gonna do I hope everybody, um, I already said that. So yeah, thanks so much once again. I'm Andrew DeVitri, the mistress of Black Culture. You can stream my podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox Radio, iTunes, the podcast app on the iPhone, probably any podcast app on any phone. Um, and with that said, I will be back for our Friday episode. And I hope there's like some good stories because 
when all the good stories I find, what I find when all the good stories in the beginning of the week, literally it dries out at the end of the week, which is okay. I can still find something. It could be a shorter episode. Um, but you know, we'll see. Um, all right, everybody have a good one. Bye.